Hey folks, Frank Abawi of Nonproductive here, and we're back with another exciting interview for an awesome comic project. Today, I'm sitting with Joe Corallo from Comic Mix, and we're talking about the Kickstarter for Mine, a comic anthology to benefit Planned Parenthood. A big part of our mission statement here at Nonpro is bringing you the best genre work from geek favorite mediums like comics, and from voices you might not have heard otherwise. So this was a real treat. As always, please like and subscribe to our podcast, and tell your friends if you enjoy what we do. And with that, onto the show. And who are we here with? I'm Joe Corallo. I'm a columnist and project editor at Comic Mix. Listeners and, and readers of our website, they might be familiar with Joe. You wrote an article for us a few weeks ago during our MV Pride event, a very well-received article that introduced me to a new character from the world of comics, which is, I guess, your, your thing, right? That's pretty much what yeah. you do. Yeah. All right. Tell us a little bit about Comic Mix. Comic Mix is founded uh, back in 2005, mostly by uh, former DC staff. The editor-in-chief is uh, Mike Gold, who's a former group editor of DC Comics. A lot of the other writers for the site are Danny O'Neill, John Ostrander, uh, Mindy Newell, Martha Thomases, who have all worked in some capacity at DC Comics. There's a lot of reviews, a lot of hot takes and, and things of that nature, as well as also being a boutique publisher. The hottest of takes. I really yes. enjoy all your work at Comic Mix. I really enjoy the magazine as a whole. And I'm excited to hear about this new Kickstarter campaign that you folks are running. Can you tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter and what it's for? Sure. The Kickstarter, mine, a comics collection to benefit Planned Parenthood. Uh, has been in development since December of 2015. And uh, it started as, as this idea that myself and uh, my co-editor on the project, uh, Molly Jackson, had at a pizza place in Astoria where we decided we really wanted to do an anthology. And we were desperately trying to figure out what, what kind of book do we want to do? We were thinking like maybe some throwback, golden age, crime does not pay type book. We had some other ideas like spoilers, which was going to be an anthology about just the spoiler part of all these stories that no one has any other context to, which I think we still want to do. That's really interesting. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, so we were throwing around those ideas. And then I, I was thinking I had a contact over at Planned Parenthood. I reached out to them and we decided that we should try to do something charitable. It was uh, 2016 and <laughs> we were young and naive. <laughs> One of the more interesting things about this is a lot of people feel like this project has come about because of what happened on November 8th and 9th of last year with the election. But in actuality, that halted the project because Planned Parenthood had a lot to deal with. So we ended up having to put it on hold for a little bit. And now we're finally able to move forward on it. Yeah. And I think there's something um, a little naive about believing that things only started getting tense for organizations like Planned Parenthood on November 2016. So, yeah, I could imagine that this took quite a while to conceive of. It seems obvious, but why Planned Parenthood? One of the things for me was thinking back at the types of benefits that comics do. Uh, we didn't want to go you know, necessarily the direct free speech route as that was something that, you know, the comic book legal defense fund does. 
Yeah, so he didn't want to sort of step on toes of things that were already going on. One of the other things with it is that there have been in the past some interactions with the comics world in Planned Parenthood. There was that Spider-Man like issue or short story in like the 70s. Huh. And I'm blanking on all the details now, but like little things like that that I went back and I was like, oh, wow, you know, that was... There's yeah. some historical context for it. A- absolutely. And I wanted to show that the comics community cared more about other things than just what was directly affecting them in terms of free speech, as well as a realization that, you know, all of these freelancers, a lot of them don't have adequate health care, and that a lot of them have used Planned Parenthood, and this would be something that they would want to do. And from getting creators on board, we found that that's been the case. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point. Clearly, there are lots of attempts to drum up support for issues that deal directly with the creation of comics and free speech, like you said. But one issue that's that a lot of creators have to deal with is being inadequately paid for the work that they do and having yes. to rely on programs like Planned Parenthood to make ends meet in terms of healthcare. That's interesting how it kind of relates, but completely doesn't relate to the comic industry as a whole. Yes. I, I need to ask, because obviously it's on a lot of people's minds, maybe perhaps too many people's minds. Obviously, Planned Parenthood is in the crosshairs in recent months, more so than in the past few years, although those crosshairs have been there for quite a while. And I think it's interesting yes. uh, that you can you see that a lot of the controversy comes around what Planned Parenthood is used for, uh, specifically and whether or not it's used for abortions and how much of that is federal, based on federal dollars. And very little yes. of it seems to be. In fact, none of it really seems to be, at least the abortion angle. So yes, uh, there are lots of rules in effect. There are laws in effect that prevent federal dollars from being used for abortions. In, but still, we have painted ourselves a picture that Planned Parenthood is this radical organization that if you're politically misaligned to it, your only course of action is to defund it which would effectively mean preventing it from taking Medicaid dollars, which is garbage. And I think, I I feel like that has to have some sort of impact on how passionate the people you've gotten together to back this project, how passionate they feel about it. Yeah, one of the, the most rewarding things for putting this together so far has been not only are people motivated and passionate to do this, and we have a lot of contributors who could be making more money doing something else with their time who are willing to do even more than like a pinup do like multiple pages of a comic and and things like that like you know jill thompson's doing the cover i can guarantee you she would get paid doing a cover more almost anywhere else you know because of the nature of this project but everyone's so passionate and wants to be a part of it and there are plenty of other people we've asked who just couldn't make the time. But even in those instances, they were like, we support you. We want to spread the word on this. Please, if there's anything else we can do, let us know. So that's all been really uplifting. I'm sure uh, it's definitely a good feeling to have. You know, These days, yeah. it's really nice to have that uh, boost. So who are some of the folks you'd be working with on this? Like I mentioned, Jill Thompson, uh, Neil Gaiman. Gerard Way, Amber Benson, Gabby Rivera, Brittany Williams, Gail Simone, T. Franklin, Max Asagio, Rachel Pollock. It's a pretty 
wide net of creators. We have a lot of older creators who've been in the industry for decades, like Paul Levitz, Joe Staten, Mike Brell, Denny O'Neill, and people like that. We have a lot of rising stars in comics, like Vita Ayala, Michael Marici, Sean Von Gorman, Matt Miner, Eric Palicki. We have a lot of people like Rachel Pollock, Caitlin Arkiernan, Devin Grayson. Devin Grayson has been an absolute delight to work with, by the way. And now she's going to be doing a Power Pack one-shot at Marvel, which is That's wonderful. awesome. And we also have Louise Simonson and June Brigman, who did the original Power Pack. So that's great. But um, but yeah, people like Louise Simonson and June Brigman, uh, Anne Nocenti, Barbara Kiesel, Trina Robbins, uh, Mindy Newell, some of the bigger names of women in comics decades ago are all in this book. And, you know, obviously Gail Simone. So, yeah, we have a pretty wide net of, of different people from different sides and angles of, of the comics industry. I love the obviously Gail Simone. Like, of course, we got <laughs> Gail Simone. No, but that is an impressive list of of talent that are all under one collection. So I, yes. I got to ask, what are any of the challenges of putting something like this together? Some of the biggest challenges are keeping on top of all of it, really. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, having to work with so many different people and everyone's different. Some people respond to their emails at different times of the day. You know, there was certainly a challenge in getting everything worked out with Planned Parenthood in a way that, that satisfied them. Obviously, their logo's on this, so they have a vested interest in making sure that this is a quality project. Other problems... There haven't been too many other than, you know, we've had some trolls and things like that, you know, the sort of stuff that you'd expect from a project like this. And there's also challenges in the, the kinds of stories that people want to tell. Well, one contributor is going to be doing a story on Margaret Sanger. And then there's aspects of that where it's like, do you want to approach certain aspects of her history to you? Do you want to avoid those? Do you want to tell certain kinds of stories, even even if they're true, that could potentially upset people? Th those sort of things. I'm a big fan of using sequential art to to inform and educate people. I think there's something very approachable of using comics as a way of getting points across or perspectives across. Did that inform your choice on how to do this collection or how to pick the pieces of art that get in it? Or was it always, you know, comics are a given, that's what we write about? I think it started with that we were definitely going to do a, a comics anthology. I think we knew we were onto something with the topic and the benefit angle early on. And, you know, while we were still negotiating with Planned Parenthood, Love is Love came out, or Love is Love, at least they announced it, and, and it came out in December while we were finishing some of the negotiation, but then had to go on hold. But Love is Love definitely helped us in terms of being like, look, this other organization is doing this. See, it works. Look at all these people in it. And, and I think that definitely helped. And we also have uh, several contributors from Love is Love in this book. That was a lot of it, who we know... Our, our networks on, on who to talk to. It seemed like comics were the focus from the beginning, and then it just turned out that this is the perfect marriage. It works out 
really well for getting the point across. Yeah, no, we, we agree. We, we see a lot of different art styles, a lot of different kinds of stories that are being told. And I, I think it's just an excellent way to go about a project like this. You mentioned trolls. What do you think it is about this particular community, comic fans, that seems to bring out the worst in some people? I feel like this is a, a long and complicated answer that I'm going to try to be concise about, but I may ramble. Comics has a much different history here, at least in, in the United States, than it does in other countries. It has a different history than other mediums. Going back to the golden age of comics and moving forward, superhero comics were big around World War II, died down, and Marvel came about in the early 60s, and suddenly it was just superhero comics dominating the newsstands. I think because you had a more homogenized group uh, of readers, you know, it, it creates a certain environment. When you're dealing with an industry that relies fairly heavily on characters created anywhere from 40 to 80 years ago, you're dealing with characters that are predominantly cishet white guys. When you have that going on for so many years, and then you start doing things like messing around with the, the characters in a way where they are no longer those cishet white guys, and these people have comfortably been sitting by for, you know, 30 40 years or whatever it is that there there's going to be a, re a reaction. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm, I'm just saying I, I understand why there's that pushback. I think they're wrong. I think it's horrible how a lot of them go about it, but I at least kind of get to some extent why, why there is, you know, this reaction because it is something that's changing and there's a lot of people that hate change. I, I do think that comics now are creating, and, and, you know, they have been for, for a little bit, you know, like you had Vertigo in the early 90s really bring about some of these more indie comics to a mainstream audience. And, and you see comics are now... There, there's so many more publishers and it's so easy to get your comic out there that you have these people who thought they knew what a comic is that are now struggling to grasp with what comics actually are and what a real comic is and are web comics comics and, and, and all of these things to, to an older cishet white audience. And yeah, there's going to be pushback to that in the same way that there was pushback against, you know, Barack Obama. So in his comic. In his comic, because he was in Spider-Man for that like, one issue. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, the comics industry is firmly planted in capitalizing on their IP, their, uh, their, their legacy, right? So it's all about sure. you know, the record and keeping things pretty much the status quo and giving new stories in the same time. And I think that may cause some people to have that, dis that disassociation where I want new material, but at the same time, I don't want things to ever change. Any plans on stretch goals? Yes. We have a couple of ideas of things that we want to do early on. A hardcover edition is definitely something that we would love to do, you know, a more premium edition of the book. One of the things we'd like to do 
is a Spanish language edition of the book because we really feel that, you know, a lot of people talk about diversity in comics. A lot of people talk about reaching a wider audience and there's very little in regards to easy access to Spanish language comics here. You know, at least from my experience, that might not be the case. And I'd hate to offend anyone who, who has had easy access with that, but, but it's certainly not as readily available. And we do think that something like this, like mine, that's celebrating Planned Parenthood and Planned Parenthood does have clientele that speak Spanish. So they should have access to this as well. Very neat. Where can we find out more about the project? You can go to Comic Mix, comicmix.com. That's our main website. Uh, we're on Twitter at Comic Mix. I'm on Twitter at Joe Corallo. Molly Jackson is at Wilder Owens on, on Twitter. But yeah, we, we have our Facebook page and we are constantly talking about this project. So you would have to go to great lengths to check those <laughs> out and not learn more. Yeah, there are some interesting videos up as well. And you can actually watch the or go through the entire Kickstarter, find out which level you want to fund it at. It's very, very neat, very cool project. Uh, a, a collection that I think would be worthy of anybody's shelf. I'm excited. Thank you very much, Joe, for taking some time to talk with us. Thank you, Frank. And all of that <laughs> you do, you know, uh, your non-productiveness. I'm not going to edit that at all. I'm just going to leave that the no, way it is. I don't want to. Good. I don't want you to. All right. Thank you again. And uh, good luck with the Kickstarter. I know it's, I, I think it's what, halfway funded at the time of this recording. Is that right? Uh, it's just about, um, I checked, we were at, at least 45%, might be 46 by the time this goes up. But yeah, it should be. Awesome. Great. Congrats on the work so far and good luck. Thank you so much. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the non-productive network is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Thank <laughs> you.